0: Welcome to MXV, the mental wellness resource for self-employed momentum. My name is Mike Vini,
1: And my name is Liana Lee. In the world of physics, mass times velocity equals momentum. In the world of self-employment, mass is how consistent you are and velocity equals how focused you are.
0: When both of these are in place, you will have momentum. In each episode, we offer you mental wellness insights to help you increase your Your momentum. momentum. Ready? Let's get started.
1: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to MXV. Today, we are talking about depression. 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 Yes. October is, if you didn't know, Mike, October is National Depression and Mental Health Screening Month awesome? Yeah, and so I thought it'd be great if we could just give them, give our listeners, an overview of, of our personal experiences with depression, the the different types that we know of, that we have dealt with, um, that we try to manage, uh, maybe some of the warning signs, some of the symptoms, and some resources that they can use to to self screen to sort of self um um what am i thinking of like not not diagnose but just be aware of what's going on you know and and know enough and have enough of an idea of what they're going through to then go to a professional and say hey this is what i'm dealing with this is what i've noticed this is what has changed and move forward from there. And then, you know, let's start this with a disclaimer. Neither of us are mental health professionals. Yes, we are we not. both work uh, to some extent in the mental health field. Uh, Mike, of course, as a nationally, uh, renowned speaker, and me as a writer, occasional speaker, and mostly through this podcast, really. So uh, mostly I come to it, I come through it, to it through personal experience. So that's, <laughs> that's where that is. Um, so today we really just, the, the points we're going to start with really, I, uh, we want you to know that depression is it, it's not uncommon at all. What is it? One in five.
0: Well, the National Alliance National on Mental, mental Illness it says like one in five people uh, struggle with mental health challenges. Mental health and, challenges. Okay. And and that's what I say. Some people yeah. say mental illness, um, which is you find you say what you want to say, um, but the most common mental health. Challenge is depression, right? And,
1: and, and anxiety, I think, and anxiety, yeah. The most, and but-
0: and, and depression is really at the top, and and it's different for everyone. One thing to know about depression is no one experiences it the same way. And for Very those different. of you that don't understand what it is, a lot of times people think when someone says depression, they're talking about sadness. And yes, there can be a component of that, but sometimes depression manifests as your inability to blank get certain things done in life. Uh, move around like you need to do, uh, follow through on commitments and stuff like that, it really manifests in different ways. So it's important to understand that it's not just being sad and it's not a case of just cheering up and Mm -hmm. and feeling better. So case in point, I have been diagnosed with a thing called major depressive disorder. Mm -hmm. I am basically 24-7 depressed. I'm going to get emotional here talking about this. And so um, each day, I've got an uphill battle. From the moment I wake up in the morning, it feels like there's a giant rock, a boulder on me. And I have to push against that just to get the day started. Mm-hmm. And so it's been really difficult for my entire life. A lot of times for me, it's manifested as anger. So sometimes, especially when it comes to men, we, we think uh, somebody has an anger problem, anger management problem. For a lot of men, that's actually depression. In how, does
1: that, how does that translate? Like what... Is the anger coming from a sense of helplessness because you feel like your life is completely out of control, or what does, where does that come from?
0: Well, this is a whole nother episode. I'm, I'm sorry,
1: I'm so curious. <laughs> men,
0: men, I, and their we feelings. We
1: haven't talked about this Ooh.
0: before. I don't think. <laughs> no, the thing is, when it comes to men um, as 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 a group, men are getting better at this, mm-hmm. but we're not very in touch with our emotions. And so sometimes, as a man, I can say this from experience, when I was feeling sad, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to identify it. like kick. Right.
1: Kick out, so punch the wall.
0: Exactly. You, you get know. frustrated. It just builds up Got into it. this Got thing it. called anger and yeah. explodes. Or shame because I felt sad.
1: Yes. Yes. Shame. shame. See, that's the one I'm, I'm more familiar with. Uh, so uh, my form of depression is more situational. Um, my depression and anxiety are pretty linked uh, pretty codependent I will say they're in a codependent relationship right now <laughs> um, and uh, usually my cycles my sort of my downward mental health spirals as it were start as anxiety and I find myself getting upset about something I'll be overthinking it um, if if it's maybe uh, oh, if it's like an outside problem I can't control. Then I am often able to stop the cycle before it heads into depression. But if it's a personal issue, like I did something wrong at work, I did I wasn't where I wanted to be. Um, I was dealing with grief, which is a topic for another episode. Um, but if I am dealing with something personal that's very emotional for me, then the the shame will kick in. Pretty quickly. And then it's sort of a downward spiral into, I can't handle this. Um, I'm not good enough to do this. Um, it, and it just kind of goes down from there. And I have dealt with um, suicidal tendencies. Oh, it It's sort of in and out, on and off, over the past... Oh, God. I don't even want to think about how long, to be honest. That's, that's just sad. But... <laughs> A good fifteen, fifteen years or so. Um, but uh, but situationally, that means that I go through cycles. So it could be a few hours, it could be a few days. I think the longest is maybe a week or so, but it really is triggered by a specific instance or series of instances that starts at anxiety and heads down to depression. It's not like Mike's form of depression, which is sort of a... I don't want to say low level, but I will say constant.
0: It's a constant, yes. Yeah,
1: it's a constant. Yeah. And mine is very much kind of up and down. um, Because I I also deal with PTSD, which which is more of an everyday thing. And those can be very... I, it's sort of like a chain reaction, really, like the domino effect. If one goes over, they all do. But um, it's interesting how the different ones manifest in different ways.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I, I just want to say something because, you know, self-employed momentum, something I don't think I've ever shared with you, Liana. Um, hmm. Around the time we met, one of the things that used to really trigger my depression, now keep in mind, even though I have it each and every day, it's manageable for the most part, but there are times yeah. where uh, it, it just goes so low. It's 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 horrible. It's mm-hmm. just horrible. And one of the things that triggers it for me, especially as a self-employed person, is cash flow issues. Oh,
1: yeah, money is
0: bad. Uh-huh. It's, it's bad like it, it, a lot of times, maybe it was a, a, a client's check that came later than expected or mm-hmm. wasn't in the mail when I needed it to, and yeah. the bank balance is a lot lower than I'm comfortable with, yeah. I would spiral into the worst depression. So keep in mind that when it comes to managing your own business, running your own business, there are things that happen in the business that are so intense, it could put you into situational depression. Yes, or absolutely. Or if you're like me, it could make your you know chronic depression... Worse in in that time period, so it's really important yeah, to know it's that it's not
1: a logical process at all. It's <laughs> nope. not a rational process. It's 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 any it's any instance which you can in which you can find a way to to shame yourself <sighs> to make yourself the uh, I was going to say baddie, but
0: I don't want to say that because that's baddie,
1: baddie like bad guy. Yeah. Uh, but to put yourself in the villain's role, you know this is my fault. you know they're not paying me because i'm a bad speaker i'm a bad writer i i can't i can't do this I'm bad at business, I should have been able to do this you know there's that's the sort of rage against the machine frustration right there um, but it really is, and that's something you have to be so careful of and and so cognizant of as you think of of Managing mental health is this kind of holistic, three hundred and sixty degree process. As a business owner, as a self-employed worker, is not just about going to therapy. It's not just about you know um, meditation. It's not just about staying active. It's about it's about balancing all these different parts of your life and fi- and and working on and being accountable for all these different parts of your life and parts of your business. Um, think of it as like juggling balls in the air. you know um, if you have the more balls you have in the air, the the less balanced you are, the more you're going to drop. So the more that you are able to keep them in the air, the more that you're able to manage them correctly, the smoother the process will be. And uh, that's just, that's something I've, I've found to be helpful. And in terms of sort of management skills and coping mechanisms for that, uh, one I really, really love is the spoon theory.
0: The and spoon theory. The
1: spoon theory, yes. And both of us have used it. I'm sure Mike will tell you a bit about about how he uses it in his daily life. But Interestingly enough, for those of you who don't know, uh, it originated, the spoon theory originated from an essay uh, by, I believe her, her name is Christine, and I'm sorry if I butcher this, but uh, Miserandio, Miserandino, Miserandino I think, I hope that's it. Anyway, she wrote an essay in 2003 and a personal essay about a conversation between her and a friend, and her friend was asking what it feels like to have lupus, Mm-hmm. and um the the author basically she wasn't really sure what to say so she grabbed a visual aid and she she grabbed she found spoons. She saw spoons so she grabbed a bunch of spoons and she handed them to her friend and she said, "Okay, take me through what you do each day." And your friend said and her friend says something like, "Oh, well, I you know, I get up, I get dressed, I make food, I go to work." And as her friend described these actions, she started taking away spoons because she was letting she was showing her friend how how her energy is used throughout the day as someone with lupus, you know, and it, of course it varies for her day to day. But for someone with lupus, um, maybe getting dressed takes two spoons one day, maybe it takes four spoons another day. Maybe getting up is one spoon, maybe making food is three spoons. That that increment of energy is basically what she she used to, uh, she used the single spoon to describe. And although that has, that that metaphor, that story has been used to describe chronic um, illnesses, autoimmune diseases, and so forth, it really translates well, I think, into mental health concerns. So I've used it to describe PTSD, I've used it to describe depression and anxiety, just the energy that it takes to get through the day when you are challenged by mental health. What's your experience been with that, Mike?
0: I, I love how you explain that, by the way, and, and it's great okay. to know the history of that. Basically, each morning I wake up, I have to determine how many spoons I have that day. I, I just know based on my depression. So, some days I know I have 20 spoons, meaning, I can exchange a spoon for each activity that I have to do. And for the listeners out there, I'm not doing this on a spreadsheet. I'm not writing this down. It's Mm -hmm. just a rough idea in my head. Certain days I only have three spoons, and one of those spoons is getting myself to the bathroom. That's like the goal is -hmm. to get myself to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And if I do that, I'm I'm, I'm lucky. And the reality is, um, for those of you listening, it's a form of awareness. Because when you become aware of your energy, your mood, that's a game changer. We talked about actually in the first episode, being honest with yourself about mental health challenges, but starting to develop awareness around how you are feeling. So when I do this, the cool thing about the spoon theory that you just explained so well is that it gives me a barometer for what I can give to my day. And that's really, really important. Now, Mm. throughout the day, it might change. Many days, I think I start with 20 spoons, but I get to the afternoon, and it's like I got no spoons or negative spoons at that point. And there are times like today, which um, I started on very low spoons, and I think it was actually as we started recording these episodes, I started to get more spoons and feel a lot better. So thank you Liana for helping with giving me spoons. So the reality is when you have depression, the spoon theory is a great way to check in mm. with yourself.
1: I think that's a great way to put it. Yeah. And, and it's, it works for me, um, very similarly to how Mike, how Mike uses the spoon theory. Wow. That was a convoluted sentence. Uh, <laughs> it works for me in a similar way. Um, <laughs> I will say this, that it's not a one-to-one. The same activities equal different amounts of energy on different days to spending, depending on on how I'm feeling, depending on the mood I'm in, depending on where I am in that kind of anxiety-depressive spiral or cycle. And um, it really also depends on what I need to accomplish that day. So if I really, if I have to get this deadline in, then that's where the spoons go. And thir- certain things will drop. You know, spoons, sometimes sometimes things take more energy than I think they will. And the spoons have dropped. Like I've lost them. I can't find them. They're gone. <laughs> so I've used my 10 spoons for the day and that's it. And when you're out of spoons or when you're low on spoons, when you're low on that energy, you have to make some intuitive decisions and um you're either bringing in support you know your your life partner your friends your family to help you to sort of get you through the help you get through the rest of the day to support you through that or you use other resources you know if you don't have the energy to cook if you don't have the spoons to cook for yourself it's it's takeout time you know if you don't have the energy to to take a shower then you are you're going to that Skype business meeting with you know, hopefully you remember to comb your hair in time, or maybe you just do a, a phone call instead of a video call.
0: I don't know. <laughs> my cam my camera doesn't work today. Sorry, everybody. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, honestly, whatever you have to do. Sometimes I, I need to push back deadlines, and I will let I will let my clients know. You know, I'm dealing with a personal emergency at the moment. Uh, I'm not feeling well. I'm taking a day to to get myself back on my feet. You know, whatever you need to do to um, to manage that and i think i think you're really right in the sense that it, there is a certain uh, amount of self-awareness but it, it it's also responsibility you know you have to listen to what your your body is saying what your brain is telling you and 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 listen to the resources, understand what resources you have left and what you can, what you can draw from, you know, if you don't have a a boyfriend or girlfriend or someone living with you or a helpful roommate or family close by, then that's okay. You know, maybe you check in with some friends online. Maybe you do Grubhub. Maybe you, you get your groceries delivered through Instacart, which I do. You know, there are, there are a lot of, uh, methods and backup plans that you can you can create for yourself when you're in these situations. But I love the spoon theory because it sets you up for that preventative maintenance that we talked about last time. That that self care, uh, just making sure that you can that you can function at an optimal level, uh, and and sometimes that means just getting through the day just getting past that day so you can hopefully wake up to a day where you have more energy. And I mean sometimes that's the case sometimes it isn't. but if you can if you can get to those if you can recognize those warning signs in time and if you can act on them, the chances are so much higher that you are able to to kind of stave off the worst of of whatever it is you're dealing with. I don't to be fair that's my experience with situational depression. I don't know if that's the case with major depressive disorder. I don't know if you can kind of stem the flow as it
0: were. Well the the reality is again for all of you listening, everyone experiences it differently. So yeah. even even two people with anxiety experience it differently. That's the beautiful thing about mental health. Everyone experiences their own challenges differently. And so you have to find what works for you. And you have said it before, it's it's a holistic thing. I think you said that in the last episode. You have to look at it from multiple angles. I wanted to talk about some signs and symptoms. Again, we're not mental health professionals, but if you Google signs and symptoms of depression online, you can learn about what they are. One of them is just not taking care of yourself, like not showering. Mm. Yes, we all do that sometimes you know we 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 uh i know i do uh, sometimes i'm working from home and it's like i'm going to skip the shower today you know no one's going to know but the reality is if that's a thing that's happening all the time that's a sign of depression if you're having yeah. constant trouble keeping basic commitments basic commitments yeah making that meeting getting on the phone whatever it is that's a sign that something is happening at a much deeper level. Yeah, and if you're
1: missing work consistently. or yeah. Well, right. Um, for those of you, if, uh, if freelancing is maybe a side gig, you have another job and you find yourself missing that job consistently, that's another thing that you need to watch out for. Also, oversleeping, I think, is... Oh,
0: yes, oversleeping. I, yeah. I need to keep sleeping. And one I didn't realize till recently, <laughs> irritability. A lot of times oh, yeah. I'm I'm irritable. You know, yeah. i you know, don't mess with me now. You know Yeah, well you said
1: yours manifests as, as anger. A, as anger, yeah. So yeah. I, I used
0: to think I was an angry person and got yeah. have all these anger management books only to learn that it was really depression. But I wanted to give you all a resource that's out there. There's tons of resources online. One is a free online screening tool. So if you go to Mental Health America's website, they have a depression screening tool and they actually have so many other free screening tools.
1: I saw that. Yeah. There's yeah. anxiety, there's depression, there's I think I saw bipolar, there's, there's so much, I'm sorry, manic depressive disorder. Mm-hmm. That I, there's so many, I saw at least 20, maybe more. Yeah, so there's, a, yeah, a there's so, there. so many
0: on there. And the great thing is you can just yeah. learn about yourself. Again, it's not a diagnosis, mm-hmm. but it can start you on the path to getting the help that you need. Yes. The other thing I want to bring up for a lot of people who are self-employed, uh, health insurance, health insurance. S- spending money on ourselves, g- giving ourselves a salary is difficult at mm-hmm. first, and you want to take advantage of free resources that are out there and I wanted to bring this up that on my own personal website mikevini.com. that's www.mike. my last name is v like and Victor E is an edward and is a nancy y dot com I have a blog article on free mental health resources that are out there for people to take Ooh, advantage I'm of check that out yeah, definitely check that out and also on on the um, blog is mental health hotlines Mm. and how to use a mental health hotline so we know that they're out there they're all the time you know if you need to talk to someone but a lot of people don't know what to expect if they're going to call like why why, why should i call this hotline what are they going to do lock me up in a mental hospital no not necessarily there's one in new york city actually where it's free totally free Mm -hmm. you can just call if you just want to talk to somebody if you're having a rough day and you just need to vent They'll listen to you for as long. That's
1: amazing. I love that. I really love that. (laughs) And this is probably uh, an idea for a later episode, but I would really love to to get deeper into some of these mental health apps that have come out, you know, because I don't know how useful they are. I don't know if they're really backed by professionals or organizations that are really linked to some really good mental health resources, I would love to explore that. If you know of any good mental health apps, therapy apps, resources, uh, just informational or ones that are linked to hotlines, uh, please drop them uh, in 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 the comments, you know, leave them in, in your review, uh, find us on social media or on our website and, and comment there. Uh, we would love to hear about them. The, the best, the more resources we can gather The better. Um, The other thing I'd like to mention is um, with health insurance, you reminded me the Freelancers Union Ah, offers discounted health insurance options for self employed workers. Please check that out. I struggle with medical insurance um, with, with paying for coverage, honestly. And, um, that's something I'm, I'm really big into alternative health insurance methods, which is another topic that we could cover wow. sometime. but, uh, I'm, I'm learning so much. I, for some reason I've got into insurance kick with some of my clients. So I'm learning, I'm currently writing about health insurance and life insurance. So I'm, I'm learning a lot. It's, really fascinating. But I would really encourage you to check out Freelancers Union, uh, see what what options they have there and what works for your budget. They're just a great resource for self-employed workers in general.
0: Yeah, and and thank you for sharing that. I live in New York City, by the way, where the Freelancers Union is based. We see it all the time on the subways. One other one I want to recommend is Mental Health America is great just in general. They are one of the best authorities in the United States of America on Mm -hmm. mental health. The other one is NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Illness. They have tons of resources, and both Mental Health America and NAMI actually have local chapters. So wherever you live, you can look Mm -hmm. up your local NAMI or MHA. Sometimes they call Mental Health America the Mental Health Association, but basically it's the same thing, just some use association, some use America. But the reality is you can uh, uh, take advantage of the resources they have in terms of support, Mm -hmm. talk to people to get you the help that you need. And again, I just want to put this out there. If you're struggling with depression, it doesn't make you a failure. There are plenty of successful people that battle depression every day. It's Mm -hmm. okay. The Mm -hmm. key is to recognize it, uh, to get the help that you need and, and, and talk about it. Just keep talking about it because Leanna said this, you said this in the the first episode about feeling alone. Like one of the worst things, whether it's chronic or situational is feeling lonely. Yes. So that's, that's really an important thing to do. So um, just to close out and to remind all of you of what we covered today, thank you all for tuning in and listening.
1: Yes, we really appreciate the time that you spent today. It's uh, We love being able to share this, but we also love learning, just sitting here yeah. across from each other live. You know, every episode we do live in some part of the country, and um, it, it's always a conversation about... Maybe what we're dealing with at the time, but also what we want to share, what we want to learn, and uh, what we want you to take from from each episode.
0: Yeah, and so to sum it up, number one, there are two types of depression we cover today with chronic and and situational. Number two, learn the symptoms. Mm-hmm. Learn the symptoms, just do your research, go online. Number three, find management skills that work for you when you are depressed. A lot of times when you're feeling good, and I just want to say this as a final thing, that's the best time to think about what would help you when you're depressed. Mm. What tools can you create to have in place so you can still get your work done?
1: That preventative maintenance to keep you in the same healthy place every day. Ideally, ideally. (laughs) I'm
0: going to start saying that, by the way. Preventative maintenance. So thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.
1: Take care. Hey, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, or even if you didn't, let us know by leaving a review on your favorite listening app.
0: For more information about us and our work, check out www.selfemployedmomentum.com and join us next time for more self-employment momentum on MXV.